Welcome to the Wander Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Francis Tapon. In this episode, I'm going to be answering some of my listener questions. First thing off is a question by Ryan. He asked me, do you have any book recommendations? Try to read a book a week. One of the recent books I read was by my favorite author, which is Bill Bryson. He's my hero. I love him because not just for his travel writing, but also because he injects humor in his travel writing. In fact, all his writing. So I also was a big fan of History of Nearly Everything, one of his classic books. And I read The Body, which really delves into every piece of the body. And it's an owner's manual. We all have bodies. It's something that we should all pay attention to. I've heard that The Gates of Fire is a great book. I haven't read it yet. That's also my list. I'm also a fan of space and space exploration because as a traveler, that's what we like to do. We like to go out in space. And the ultimate voyage, that's one thing that irks me is that I was born in the wrong century, assuming we don't destroy ourselves. But it would be lovely to be living a thousand years from now when we've really been able to colonize space pretty effectively, or at least much more than we have today. Robert Zubrin is a great author who makes a book. He's written a book called The Case for Space, How the Revolution in Spaceflight Opens Up a Future of Limitless Possibility. This book is another great book because, well, it, it outlines the financial benefits, the societal benefits that we have from exploring space, and sometimes uh, it's forgotten. Another question I got was from a listener who said, Hey, Francis, I hope all is well. I was wondering, how do you prepare and train for your mountain climbing and hiking? I am overweight. I've done mostly day hikes. Uh, the highest point I've reached is 8,750 feet. I was strolling through YouTube and I saw your Tour de Mont Blanc, which I thought was really nice, but I'm not sure about how to handle these kinds of journeys since they seem pretty strenuous for a beginner. I've been trying to do lifestyle modifications, diet and exercise, and wondering if you have any tips or thoughts. El Camino Primitivo is on my list as well. Do you have any workouts, preparation, physically, before you go out on your treks and climbs? First of all, I salute you for actually getting out of the house and wanting to exercise because a lot of people, that's step one and they can't even do step one, is actually looking themselves in the mirror or client, or maybe they're not looking at themselves in the mirror. Maybe they look fine on the mirror. But the bottom line is when they walk up uh, two flights of stairs, they're like, <laughs> you know, totally exhausted. To me, either one of those things are signs that you need more exercise in your life. And it's a, fab a fabulous benefit. So how do you prepare for some of my crazy hikes and, 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 and things I've done? Usually it's pretty simple. I like to run. And I realize running is a bit high impact for certain people, but running gives you the best bang for your buck in the sense that you get the most amount of calorie burns for every 10 minutes of exercise. So nothing beats it. So in that sense, if you can run, then run. Now, what if you're either got bad joints or you are so out of shape that running is impossible. No problem. Walking. Do walking and just walk as much as you can. Walk as fast as you can. And maybe eventually you'll get to the point that you'll be able to run. The second thing that I'm a big fan of is weightlifting and strength resistance training. Now, I travel a lot and I usually don't have weights around with me. Sometimes I stay at a house 
or a place that maybe has a gym or whatever, but you can simply do push-ups, you can do planks, you can do all sorts of re- resistance exercises. I put two chairs next to each other and grab on the top of the chair and do dips, or you can get, get on the countertop of a kitchen and and grab another chair or something like that. You can always do things to do uh, either uh, dips, um, sit-ups, pull-ups. There's all sorts of things you can do without having to spend money on expensive gym membership or have expensive equipment or a personal trainer. But I'm a big fan of weightlifting because one kilogram of muscle burns 25 times more calories than one kilogram of fat. And so just being a couch potato, you'll be burning way more calories if you have muscle on your body than if you do not have muscle on your body. So I'm a big fan of building a certain amount of muscle. And a lot of women have this notion that, oh no, I don't want to do lift weights because I'm going to get bulky. It's really, really hard to get bulky, especially if you're a woman. I can't put on that much bulk myself, and I lift a lot more weights than probably most people do. And yet, it's really a struggle for me to add bulk. So forget about that notion. Weightlifting helps prevent injuries because when you fall over twist, your, your muscles are there to support you. Nothing sculpts the body like weightlifting. You can run all you want, do all the exercises you want, all the cardiovascular, you can ride bikes, whatever, you can do that to death. But if you want a sculpted body, you have to lift weights. It's really the easiest and shortest way to get to there. You can be 70 years old and weightlift, and it's good for you. So strength resistance training, it builds up bone density, it helps prevent injuries. It's just a godsend. So, And you don't need to do much weightlifting. You can just do 15 minutes a day and that's something. Strength resistance training. The trick is, when you're doing it, jump from exercise to exercise. That's the way to be efficient. What a lot of people do is that they'll, you know, bench press and then sit around, you know, looking at their phone in the gym for the next two, three minutes between sets. Forget that. Do your set, immediately work on a completely different muscle, and maybe do even a third muscle and just do a little circuit between two to three different exercises. So, and it can be opposing muscles. So for example, you can do your bicep curls and then immediately afterwards do tricep, uh, tricep extensions. Um, you can work your quads and your legs and then immediately afterwards do your hamstrings. What's even better is you do your biceps and then your legs. And then you do your triceps and then you do a different part of your leg. Point is, is that you want to rotate between exercises. That way you get more stuff done in the same amount of time. And we're all short on time and that's a great way to be efficient in your workouts. Summarize, all you need to do is run or at least walk for at least 30 minutes every single day. And then do at least 15 minutes of strength resistance training every single day. If you do that, You'll be prepared for almost any adventure. You can walk across Madagascar. You can go walk across the United States. It's from then on, everything else is easy. So I hope that helps. I'd like to take a minute to tell you about another podcast I think you'll enjoy. If I've learned anything about you, it's that you want real talk about the world around you. That's why I think you'll like the podcast Out Travel the System, brought to you by Expedia. It's taking a transparent look at what it's like to travel these days, whether it's through stories from people who have continued cautiously traveling through the pandemic, 
or by staying tuned to the very latest news from the industry. OutTravel the System is backed by a solid foundation of data from Expedia, which means it can guide listeners through the best ways to maximize their travel budgets. The podcast is providing inspiration by talking to people who have made travel a central part of their lives, from professional travel bloggers to travel journalists and beyond. This season features U.S. destinations like Chicago, Boston, and New York, as well as international locations like Spain and France. The episodes will guide you through when to go, where to stay, what to do, and everything else you need to know. Look for Out Travel the System on your favorite podcast platform and like and subscribe now. This episode is sponsored by Rerouted, which is creating a trusted online marketplace to revolutionize the used outdoor gear industry. This allows you to create your own adventure. You know, buying outdoor gear is super expensive and Rerouted is allowing you to do it in a sustainable and inexpensive way. For those who are buying gears, it's great because you're doing something that is environmentally responsible. You're recycling, reusing material and gear. You're also able to get it at an affordable price. So that's the win for those who are buyers. What about for the sellers? Well, you can donate to charity and you can have 50% of the sale of price go to your favorite charity. And also it's a great way just to get rid of stuff that's been accumulating in your closet and not put it into a landfill. It's a great alternative. So how do you get involved? Whether you're a buyer or a seller, you go to rerouted.co. Again, that's rerouted.co. Another question I got from Tammy. She says, I had no idea Swaziland had changed its name to Iswatini. Do you have a point of reference as to why or were you aware of it? Swaziland did rebrand itself to Iswatini. Now, here's the problem, is that I think a lot of times people who have groups or or countries that have underperformed or have a bad reputation, they try to take the shortcut to changing that reputation. And what's the shortcut? Is to rebrand yourself. And rebranding is really what it just is. It's just a band-aid. It's a superficial change. For example, Eastern Europe has a lousy connotation. And so people have been saying, no, no, we're not Eastern Europe. We're Central Europe. Or, you know, Eastern Europe is not in whatever region I happen to live in. And so as a, or some people call it the new Europe. The point is, is that, all right, why don't you change the fundamentals of Eastern Europe, and then the connotation that it has will change. Iswatini changed its name mainly for rebranding itself. That's what they call themselves in their local language. That's what they call their country, and so they just want everybody else. But sometimes I think such rebranding is just useless. It's, I think it's a red herring I think it's more important to change the fundamentals of what your country is about. Same thing about your group. So, for example, Zaire changed its name to the Democratic Republic of Congo, something that's not really democratic and confusingly called the Democratic Republic of Congo when their neighboring small country is called the Republic of Congo. So it was just a rebranding for what? Who cares? Um, it, it, just doesn't really change much at all. And same thing with Iswatini. Fine, you want to call yourselves Iswatini, we'll go ahead and, and do that. But I just don't think it's going to 
change things on a fundamental level, which is what is far more important than whatever rebranding efforts. And the same thing goes with Eastern Europe. People want to call it the new Europe. They want to call it Central Europe. Who cares? In the end, what matters is why don't you focus on the fundamentals and so that our perception changes and trying to just change the name is, in my opinion, simply a shortcut that will never amount to anything. And some people do the same thing with their personality. They, they, or, or themselves. They, they say, no, I just want to change my name. Changing your name is one thing. Change fundamentally who you are. I realize it's a symbolic gesture to change your name of your country, of your region, of your name or whatever. But ultimately, sometimes we think that that's good enough. And sometimes you need something that's much more profound as a, as a transformation. And how do you transform yourself? Well, that's my favorite subject, which is go out there and travel. Go out there and go shake up the things. Go do something different. I hope this podcast has been helpful for you. If so, give me a thumbs up on YouTube or like and subscribe and share this with your friends. Become a patron at patreon.com slash ftapon. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn.